Dad Bod Rap Pod. Um, we're, you know, we're doing our best to hang together, as is everyone. Um, got a little intro segment here. My name is Nate LeBlanc. I'm the producer and co-host of Dad Bod Rap Pod. I'm coming to you on behalf of Damone Carter, our co-host, MC Dem One, who couldn't be here today. And I've got a little segment here where I'm talking to David Ma internationally renowned hip-hop writer and co-host and booker of the show and we're gonna get into it Dadbot Rap Pod, Shelter in Place Edition. A um, little weird this week, not going to lie. Um, everyone is going through it right now. We, our personal lives, uh, not excluded. We've all got a lot going on, but we're excited to bring you this show. And uh, for the first time ever, I have Dave on the phone. Dave, what's going on? <laughs> Yo, uh, call me Dave Alec Quarantine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Dave Alec Horny Fiend. What's going on, man? I'm all right, man. I guess, you know, um, I think everybody's going through it right now. Um, so shout out to, you know, to all the um, healthcare workers, delivery drivers, um, supermarket workers. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I just profusely thanked the uh, mailman for bringing my cat's yes. letter. I was just like, thank you so much for doing what you're doing. And he kind of gave me the... Uh, Oh yeah, sure. And I'm like, no, really? You want a water? Like, <laughs> right, right. It's amazing no, who know. is on the front lines right now. Um, right, the grocery store right. people. I'm just like, I never thought that would be the case, but here we are. Totally, totally. I, I go to the Safeway by my place, and there's this one butcher who, like, I I kind of think is a is a douchebag, but I I gave uh, we gave each other like a sympathetic look today, and I was like, okay, okay, I feel for you, buddy. Totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, things are okay. I mean, it, it, uh, I do find a little bit of comfort that everybody's kind of going through it together, even though in their different ways. And so it's good to be on the phone with you, man. Yeah, um, you we're too, missing, bud. we're missing Damone right now. I know so. for sure. Damone is, Damone is out there. Um, I will try to catch up with him. If not for this episode, then for a, a one that's coming up very soon. And we'll just try to keep the natural rhythm of the show as, um, intact as possible. And, um, right. Let's let's talk about a little bit of music. Um, I know you haven't had a ton of time to listen to music, but let's talk about the JLEC a little bit. Um, yes. What are yes. your overall thoughts and impressions? Um, a few overall thoughts is well, firstly, um, all the people who are hating on it, it's like um, you're not going to hear rappers rap better than that. So relax. Yeah. Um, it, it does seem to be a little bit misplaced, but um, 
perhaps it would be impossible for some people to live up to the amount of hype that they had put on this for themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I can't remember, I can't think of another, another time where like a rapper without an album has had this much hype. I mean, unless, uh, you know, if I was young around the time Nas was about to drop or right. something, but Nas, I mean, you know, but those were kind of different because they just worked steadily through. They did right. their crazy guest appearances and singles, and then they dropped these amazing albums. So agreed, this is, agreed. this is like the, the, when, like his crazy run was like 10 years ago. It was, it's crazy. That and makes you know, me so, feel old as fuck, but here we yeah. are. The, the the only the only other person I could kind of uh, um, align with this would maybe be Andre, you know, if Andre right. people were waiting Andre for Andre now solo. dropped the flute album, <laughs> right, right. But other than that, I mean, there, there's no way that this album's going to live up to the hype. But um, I I think the rapping's incredible. Yeah. I I like the the somber feel of it. Um, uh, I uh, I read online that some people were saying. Um, Jay-Z's been listening to a lot of uh, Makami, so I think that's kind of funny. Yeah, apparently there's a track coming with... Oh, uh, wow. It's an Alchemist and Mock track that Jay-Z's going to feature on, which is going to... Like, this will be the first time so many people hear of Mock if this ends up right. actually happening, so... Pretty that's kind of ridiculous. Um, that's so, going to be ridiculous. It's yeah, good for Jay too. I, I to want have that a... for him. I want that for them. Like uh, right. the fact that Alk has a placement on here is fucking amazing. Like it's dope. Totally. And Karongbin. Like what's going on? Yeah, I guess they sampled enough of the Karongbin track that mm. it, it's credited as a like a writing or a feature. I got it. I I or was a, pro sure. a produced by. I guess I should say. I was just picturing Jay-Z in, in the crumbing wig. So. Um. <laughs> um, a, a couple of months ago, Damone referred to them, and I can't remember if it was on mic or off, as crew banging. And now <laughs> I can't see anything else when I look at their name, and I actually wish that was their name. That's such totally. a dope name. That's a that's a Damone Freudian slip right there. <laughs> Shout out that's to Damone. Crew banging. Um, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, my thoughts so far are it's very good. Um, yes, it's I I'm enjoying listening to it. It's rewarding multiple listens, which is just kind of rare these days. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's very odd to have dropped when it dropped. Like um, our buddy Curly Castro and his partner in Ryan Premrock, who we hope to talk to someday dropped shrapnel on the same day and we had like previewed previewed tracks from that and like i'm really mm -hmm. enjoying that album as well but like it you know no offense to them but it's not quite the cultural phenomenon that uh that jay electronica was so you've got all these memes and things of like um you know jay's like of course he waited till it was a pandemic like um to drop the <laughs> album like is this is this a four horsemen of the apocalypse situation like it's That's just hilarious. so it just it, it adds to the mystique in such an interesting right. way but um as music i i think it's very very well done the the part i wanted to kind of quibble on and i think you might probably agree with this is he said he made the album in these 40 days and 40 nights which again biblical shit like so crazy that he he built that and perhaps by setting those parameters that allowed him to actually finish right and to right, only do half right. of the wrapping basically um yes. perhaps as well which i don't hold against rapping. him in any way it's like however it takes to get the art into the world like that's great um, totally if jay-z wanted to come in and take Damone's spot for the week we would take him you know what i mean right, uh, right. probably make us push the out the the episode out a little faster but anyway right. um including shiny suit theory kind of takes away from that for me obviously Agreed. that wasn't made in the last 40 days and 40 I nights was, so it's just an i was odd just choice. gonna say that 
Right. 40 days, 40 nights and one track from 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so that was a, that was a bit strange. And like, uh, you know, I think a part, I think all listeners were like, is, you know, or is Jay going to throw on a, a Lucy from years ago? And of course he did. And it's like, right. God damn it, dude. Totally. I, That's just uh, him. People... That's just how he is. Right. It's right. Just like he's such a he's so interesting. And I don't know if you've been watching this, but he's like going after anyone who has anything to say on it on Twitter. Like, I, yeah, I know. Fascinating. I, I'm with that. I'm with that. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, he, he is on some next level shit when he's like. You know, I got Jay Z on my first album. Uh, that's Highway Robbery. I mean, who else can say that? <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah. Who else can say that? And um, uh, for what it is, and back to your point about it, just as music, um, I mean, of course, it's gonna like it's necessitate multiple listens because I mean, uh, these guys are writers. You know what I mean? Totally. Uh, it's really good to it's really good to have to rewind some bars and um, you know. Uh, just hip hop in general. I'm like, dude, where are you at? There, there's Italian guys singing off bal- balconies. Um, <laughs> I, I can't even get a good freestyle. I mean, what's going on? Totally. Yeah. It's actually interesting. We follow quite a few MCs on the podcast's IG, and I, I there have been seemingly an uptick in people going live. You know how you get that weird notification at the top? Yeah. And I always yes. like dismiss it. And then I actually was looking for how to turn it off the other day. Maybe that's Same. what they're doing. Mm, I, I, okay. I don't think they're doing balconies. I think they're doing like Instagram, but I could be wrong. It, and maybe they're just asking for donations or like trying to move merch. Like, and that's all valid right now too. Like, one hundred percent. Desperate 100%. times, desperate measures. Um, you know, I'm a social isolator by nature, so working from home has been a little interesting. But um, basically, my evenings are exactly the same. Like, I'm I'm very glad I invested in physical media. I have a lot of books. Mm. I have a lot of records. Right. I have DVDs. Like, not that the internet has been out or anything, but it has been kind of shitty for us. Has it been for you? It has. I think it has. And... Everyone's home using it constantly. It's like right. it's taking up all the bandwidth. But anyway, right. Well, it's it's kind of like how the the canals in in Italy are like clearer now. It's Isn't like, that crazy? Yeah, that is one of yeah. the craziest things to emerge from this. It's almost totally. like we're the problem. Well, I mean, w- without getting too deep into it, I, I feel like you know pandemics and things are like an, uh, nature's um, population control anyways to a right. certain extent and so you know obviously if it uh if it represses you know what the the footprint that we leave on the earth like things like beautiful dolphins are going to emerge and rainbows you know i don't know totally I, don't know. I hear that um i have to give a shout out to friend of the program sun Ra, who said uh this is the future that uh 90s uh like apocalyptic rap was preparing us for <laughs> It's like we, we're inside of a Jedi Mind Tricks album right now, essentially. That's hilarious. And I have to say, it fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I should I should have gotten some machetes off eBay. Uh, exactly. That would have been the future Tretch was preparing you for. <laughs> Poverty's Paradise, I oh, believe it's called. Uh, um, maybe how, soon. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, how, how are you holding up? And I'm, you mentioned You mentioned books and tactile media. Um, what are you listening to? Yeah, good, great question. Thank you. Um, yeah, generally speaking, in like times of distress, I don't really turn to rap. Like, I have been listening to the JLEC and the Shrapnel. I'm actually listening, and I know this isn't answering your question because I was no, no, talking no. about records, but I'm I'm finally finishing. Not finally, but they just put out the final um, episode of Infamous, the Takashi mm. Six Nine thing that our buddy Sean oh, Sotero yeah, yeah, yeah. wrote on Spotify and i've I've been like enthralled with that like it's like i've had that on a bunch 
um and it's very very well done and it's actually interesting to listen to it through this lens because it's like you know i have some issues going on and like life is kind of hard right now but at least i'm not this fucking stupid 100 <laughs> like everyone involved in that scenario is a, a crazy person so it's right. that's been fascinating <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, I tend to go to like the kind of softer indie rock, classic rock, like kind of like comfort food of music. Interesting. So yeah, it's like, it's not really about exploring and listening to a bunch of new stuff. It's like about listening to like my kind of like personal classics. Of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I've been going back to, uh, you know, my, my soul food is soul music. So yeah. I've been checking, you know, I've been just putting on 45s and records and, uh, sort of, um, um, uh just enjoying you know um getting up and flipping the record things like that totally it's like it's like sometimes in the, the normal course of life you feel like you don't have time for it and it's like yeah no i do right I have right time for right it. yeah and i'm gonna relish that and you know like even though you and i, you and I had a conversation off air just about uh you know the realities that are emerging i mean you know end of the day like we have shelter and food and yep. i'm super grateful for that yep same yeah and uh you know a, a partner who i love and can stand to be in the same small apartment with for many many <laughs> hours in a row that's i'm very grateful um for all of that and i realize there there are people out there hurting so i'm i'm really lucky to be in the position that i'm in um i have totally. been calling my parents a ton i just check in every day hey same yeah same. Um, we, my partner and I dropped off groceries to our parents and, you know, it, it felt good, you know, to do. Totally. Um, um, are you, are you watching anything or did you like, did you watch anything that kind of surprised you? Or are you like, oh, fuck it. Let's watch. Like I'm watching Demolition Man for like the 18th time, but I'm like, <laughs> it's like, um, I need a dumb thing. I don't have to think about. Well, and it, it's actually I, about a world without toilet paper. So it's having some resonance. That's hilarious. Um, actually fucking outbreak the other day just like every right. other crony in the world yes or, you know it's so interesting but, that netflix instituted that chart system where you can see right. what other people are watching in a small way that like the top 10 in the world top 10 in the u.s thing outbreak has been in the middle of the pack the whole time which is fascinating totally well you know i i, I think it ties into like reality reality tv slash reality raps perhaps yeah. um you you want to you you, you want a lifeline to what's going on Absolutely. you know what i mean so uh, if, even if it's fiction. Yeah. Uh, did you end up listening to the shrapnel or the rap Ferrera at all? I listened to the rap for Ferrera. Um, that is, again, this is coming from somebody who isn't as, as staunch of a listener as you are. Maybe my favorite album of his. And um, uh, I can, I say that as, as someone again, who's not super deep on it, but I've, I've heard everything at least once. Yeah. Um, what stands out to me on this one is the production. For sure. So I, I love the beats on this. Um, I forgot which number or what, what the name of the track is, but um, I, I would say like the first third of the album, like I love all those beats. Um, I'm going to look up to see who produced those all. And, you know, yeah, it's uh it's the Jefferson Park boys, which is right. Uh, Kenny Siegel, Mike Parvizi, um, who is, I believe from Penthouse Penthouse. Okay. Uh, but this is like totally different from that. And then uh, the other guy's name is Mr. Carmack. And I think he's the bass player. Um, guys, gotcha. listening, pardon me. I didn't like, I don't have that information in front of me. That's just what I think it is. Okay. Uh, but well, yeah, you know, so uh, they're, they're kind of operating as kind of like a hip hop jazz trio back okay. in Rory. So, and so it's so like, it's much more free. So the songs are produced by them as a unit. That's how I understand it. Yes. It's credited oh, cool, like cool. That. Yeah. Oh, dope. Well, you know, we've had Kenny on the show. We should get the other uh, two cats on as well. Totally. I would love, would love, to, love that. Love it's actually on. funny. Um, 
you know, there was a time where we weren't really talking about the show at all. We had this like stash of cool interviews and you're going to hear one in a minute and uh, right. or two actually. And uh, and we were just like, yeah, what do we do? And then it was like, well, it's probably actually going to be a really good time for podcasts because a people are home and or working from home and like need stuff to listen to B. Mm-hmm it would be really hard for someone to say they have an excuse to why they didn't want to do a phone interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm in full agreement with the first part. Um, I think, uh, a, a entertainment will spike given all the free time, but man, it, it's hard to get rappers on the phone when they're busy and it's hard to get them. It's even harder when they're not busy. Dude. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so, Is this like uh, your, your uh, knowledge from trying to book us during the holidays? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I was chasing Ghostface for about 15 years. So yeah, totally. Yeah. I, but I, fingers crossed, uh, we have some things in the pipeline and, uh, you know, um, you know, just sort of in that regard, uh, uh, shout out to the list shout out to listeners who are, yes. who are checking us out right now, because it's like, um, we don't lie when we're talking about the community feel of the show. And just the fact that if we can bring comfort to anybody, um, and the fact that they're listening is comforting to us. So thank you for that. Straight up. Well said, Dave. Um, yeah, man. Um, check out the shrapnel. Let's talk about that next time. We'll do. Um, we'll do. We are going to get into this interview. We've got uh, Count Base D. Um, tell the people what it was like in the room when we were talking to Count Base. Oh, man. Count Base, look, I mean, he, he is one of those guys. First, firstly, uh, my introduction to him is the Dwight Spitz album. And I know that. Um, he had work before that and certainly has had tons of work after that. Um, a lot of my favorite stuff from him is off of the Dwight Spitz album, collaborations with Edon, collaborations with MF Doom. Um, he has a song where he talks about where the hook is. I'm not Doom's brother, but I rock a subwoofer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that ties into the interview that, that you guys are going to hear where he gets just, he gets really personal with everything. Um, he talks from the perspective of an OG who's still learning though in a strange way he's jaded but like wise off of it and um it was really great to just be in the room uh and listening to him yeah we had we had two tremendous interviews the day that we uh the the day that we talked to count base and i honestly can't even remember what the other one was right now but it doesn't matter because we're gonna get into this it was a certain slug up from atmosphere oh yeah it's so funny dude (laughs) Obviously, that was a big episode for us, and we really appreciate you guys for listening to that. Um, it, that that now feels like it took place in a different world. It well, I mean, it essentially did, right? Yeah. I mean, we have mandates coming in every hour, and uh, totally. these new these new decrees. When I mean, we talked to just... Slug. I used to be able to leave my house. Now I can. <laughs> <laughs> right, I I had more Makes sanitizer. Makes me feel sluggish. Nice. Ah. <laughs> um. All right, bud, I'm going to let you go. Um, really nice to talk to you. Likewise, likewise. All right. I'll see you on the um, DM tip for sure. Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll be chatting. Um, and now, you, you know, Damone will actually get to hear the show all put together um, for the first time, which I don't know if he's had the opportunity to do that. I guess he was sick once, but uh, – and you'll get to hear uh, the just the way everything is paced if you yeah, take yeah, the time yeah. to listen hey. to it. Well, dude, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, off air as well. Well, th- thanks for keeping this going because I know this is like weird times for everyone. So, oh, for I mean, sure, least, man, I'm happy know, to do it. It's good to have a project, and uh, we we were everything was going so good. Uh, every, I just really dude, every, keep it moving, dude. Um, times out by a thousand of all the other components of my life. I'm like, yeah, everything is derailed, dude. Yep. 
Every, everything yes. is totally different now. We're in a brand new world and no one knows what is going to happen or how to navigate it, which is, I think it's going to create a lot of opportunity in the long run, but sure, in the short run, sure. it is extremely anxiety causing. And uh, 100%. I'm, I'm trying not to get depressed. I'm, I've been, my, my spirits have been pretty high, but today has been a little low. So I'm glad <laughs> to have you on. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to make this more like a normal segment rather than me doing my apocalyptic totally, radio totally. show. <laughs> Totally. Thanks for doing that, bud. Absolutely. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Peace. All right, enough preamble. Let's hear this interview with Count Base D. Dad Bod Rap Pod, another dope inter for you for you guys today. On the line we have Count Base D. Where are you at right now? I live in Pennsylvania. I live in Pennsylvania in Penn's Penn's Valley, like in Center County, right where pretty close to uh Penn State University. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on the program. You've had a a long, long multi decade career. Um can you talk a little bit about how you got started? Like, how did you get in the game? Well, yeah, I got in the music game first. You know, like the mm-hmm. rap thing was a was a was an afterthought to me. Mm-hmm. I started playing instruments in my father's church okay. when I was when I was like four years old, and uh, I was born in '73. So, okay, uh, you know, my my life has been going parallel to hip hop the entire time. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, every year that hip hop grew, I grew, and um, so by the time I was, uh, uh, I was, you know, I was about 19 is when I got my first record contract from Pete Nice uh, from Third Base, mm-hmm. and uh, I was signed oh, the same wow. time. Yeah, I was signed. I was signed to Hoppo with uh, Curious. It was me and Curious were on the same label. Okay, and uh, so th- that's how uh, my affiliation with that whole. Uh, crew started was because Pete Nice signed me when I was like 19 and then by the time I turned 20 I made my first album and then but they they didn't it didn't come out even though Mm. it was reviewed in the source like 25 years ago this month in in March when when Slick Rick was still in jail wow Um, yeah that's when my first album was done that's (laughs) a bar right there um, wow yeah (laughs) so uh you you know but, but they didn't put the album out until uh september so september will be my 25th year uh in stores damn dope that's crazy you know um you mentioned a little bit about um you starting off in the church and uh your production has a lot of musicality to it um uh, what producers would you say have influenced uh your music most uh well as far as rap production you know there's like uh I'd say, you know, there's a lot of people who I enjoy and everything, mm-hmm. but the people who whose style uh, was uh, I, I crafted myself after, I'd say when I think about it, it's probably uh, Shock G. Uh, hey, from, that's from, great, from, yeah. So because when I heard I Get Around, 
that was the first time that I heard chords and samples in the in the in the in the pitch uh, used, and that's when I said to myself, "You see, that's what it's supposed to sound like." And I just kind of moved forward in that zone, you know, as far as trying to make sure that my samples were always in tune, mm-hmm. that the, the that the chords and the things that I added always were uh, to complement the samples and not to depend on samples to do anything for me. Dope, dope, dope. Um, on that note, um, you guys kind of had like an interesting Twitter back and forth. I was wondering if um, the Tyler, the creator thing was fresh on your mind, the fact that you inspired him and that in, in some ways you guys share kind of an interesting sense of musicality that you bring to your, to your music. Um, was that surprising to you or... Well, I've been waiting for it. You know what I mean? It's been 20, okay. I mean, it's been 25 years and there's never been another rapper to play an instrument like this. You right, know what right. I mean? So yeah. um, I've been waiting for it. And I knew after a while I figured it was going to have to be the next generation that was going to be the ones to kind of, you know, pick up where, I, where pre-life crisis even left off, mm-hmm. you know? So um, uh, I'm grateful for it. I'm really grateful for the fact that, um, you know, it was him because he came at me so humble and respectful and um he's not like that he's really a sarcastic (laughs) um tongue-in-cheek kind of guy so it it really kind of you know rocked me a little bit because i'm thinking to myself like wow you know like this guy is really coming at to me in a a reserve kind of posture and i don't i've never seen him like that with anybody you know except maybe except maybe doom when he you know what i mean so um it was it was a blessing, man. To be honest with you, man, this whole this whole this whole thing has just been a a, a huge blessing for me. That's awesome. Um, you know what I mean? Making music like this, straight yeah. up. Um, so I, in doing my research for the interview, I listened to Pre Life Crisis again. I probably hadn't heard it in quite a while, and the thing that struck me was the um, your story rap about um, uh, when TLC. And you were in the same room, and uh, <laughs> T. Boz tried to talk to you, and I just—they just don't make songs like that anymore. So I don't really yeah. have a question. I just kind of wanted to say, like, I really, really enjoyed listening to the record and that song in particular. And there was such a uh, a looseness and a, like a just a personality that shone through in the music that um, I just I I got very nostalgic for when music used to be fun, essentially. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's it's wild because. Um... You know, I didn't really know what the heck I was doing at that time. You know, I was right. only 20 when I made the record. Right. And, um, you know, it's wild, you know, seeing like Pop Smoke die mm, at 20. I'm thinking yeah. to myself, like, what if that was my only record, man? Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, like, right. I've gone on to do over 30 small projects after. It's like, man, imagine if I passed away at 20 years old. So um, I'm grateful to just really still just be here, number one. Um, number two is like, as far as with that song, it was just... Man, you know, that was the time when you're writing your first album, you, you're not really knowing that it's going to come out. Right. So mm-hmm. you're, you're writing for yourself, and without getting the reaction of an audience yet, you really don't know. So the freedom is there. So that's why you notice, like, after people make their first album, you know, the second album, the third album, the, the subject matter tends to get a lot more conservative because... You know, you've had to walk a mile in in in, in your lyrics. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, you know, after a while, you can you can kind of uh, uh, get gun shy. That's what took me so long with the CBD record, is because you know, in the climate of the way that you know people take things, 
you know, we don't really get a chance to just be free and just use our creativity anymore. You know, I, I remember mm. Lil Wayne getting um, really a lot of backlash for an Emmett Till line and stuff. And yeah. when I think about like Common's first album and, and other, mm-hmm. we, we just were trying to be ill. You know, that was yes. like the word was just, let's mm. just get, let's, we just being ill. You, 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 you didn't take it seriously. You know, it mm. wasn't like, uh, you just, it's just wordplay. We're playing around with words. And, uh, it got to the point, it's gotten to the point where, you know, people are talking about lyrics being whack. It's because everyone's gun shy. Nobody really wants uh-huh. to, to say anything, you know? Yes. We're all gun shy. So you have to fall. I've never thought about yes. it that way before. Yeah, every, every lyric you write, you have to be willing to, 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 to bet your career on it, you know? And that's yeah. what it was like with this new album. I said to myself, well, man, I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. I don't. Yeah, I just that's don't great. care. I'm gonna yeah. say whatever. I'm gonna say whatever I feel like saying, and that's it. Whoever come what may, you know what I mean. Come oh, what may. Dope. Um, you had mentioned um, speaking of MF Doom. Um, you know we would be remiss on the Dad Bod Rap Pod if we didn't talk about him. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about your guys's working relationship and just you know the the collaborative efforts that you guys have done together? Sure. Uh, I got started. I, I uh, was came in contact, as I was saying, with Doom around the time that I signed with Pete Nice. Okay, and okay. I think he just kind of um, put me and, and my talents on a back burner. Think, you know, he's the kind of guy, he'll see something that you can do and he'll just kind of put it in his memory bank to say, you know, if, if a situation comes up where I could possibly need this person, you know, I, I'll, I'll know to give him a call. And I think that happened when uh, he was working on a project for, uh, for Grimm. And that's when he, you know, some people mm-hmm. got in contact with me saying that, you know, MF Doom was looking for me. And, you know, at, well, at the time it was just Doom. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, OK, but I didn't really. There was a time where I kind of checked out of the whole rap scene for a while after um, I got dropped from Columbia. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, I was working at a dry cleaner. I was doing my thing, but I didn't really plan on putting music out. And it wasn't until after I put out a couple twelve inches, I started working with with Egon, um, Ethan mm-hmm. from um, Madler's manager, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the, the bulwark of Stone's Throw, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the golden era Stone's Throw, and he had a video show together for four years. And then after that, it was when I kind of kind of got contacted. Right when that was over, I kind of got contacted by some people representing Doom, mm-hmm. saying he needed me to, to to do this remix and that he would be willing to trade like a verse for me or something but you know okay. he at this time he's doing the fondling thing and whatnot and right. i man, i'm paying no attention to none of that you know <laughs> what i mean i'm serious i'm not paying attention to nothing that's going on i don't know nothing about funk crusher plus i don't know i don't know nothing about nothing you know what i mean yeah and um so i just kind of just jumped back in there and it wasn't until uh i did the remix and um, so, you know, he invited me to come to his house. And so I come down there and, you know, as soon as I walk in the door, the first thing he said to me was like, yo, man, you you, you remind me of my brother. Wow. And um, wow. I was like, you know, I just, you know, I had my man DJ Pocket with me, you know, praise God for a witness. And, uh, <laughs> but, you know, this story sounds unbelievable, but we go downstairs and then, um, so he's looking at me like, 
all right, man, you know, I guess we got to do this stinking song, you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like, what's the subject matter? I'm like, there's no subject. I don't, I don't participate in none of that. You know what I mean? We just get the wreck and we go. And he was like, what? I said, why? He's like, okay. Well, sh-. So and that's how that happened. He just was ecstatic at the fact that I wasn't going to come at him with kind of corny concept or something like that. And mm. I think we just kind of forged a bond at that time. And I kind of, I think I kind of filled in a little bit of, of, I'm not saying like I filled in for his brother, but I think it was just kind of a f- familiar place for him mm. for like six years after that. You know, I did some touring and, you know, DJing for him, you mm. know, with the Nokia Theater. And we did some big, big, big concerts and, and stuff like that. And, um, man, he taught me, he really, uh, was the was the was the phd for my for my rap chops you know what i mean and um <laughs> after that it was just i noticed um that i at that point that what he gave me was so authentic and was so um it was so powerful uh that i that uh it just changed everything it changed the way everybody looked at me after that because mm-hmm. if you look at even the source article you know, they were just talking about me like I like I was just visiting hip hop. You know, like I was mm. Greg Osby or mm. Us Three or one wow. of those people. So nobody really had nobody. You know, you, you got to discount Base D that everybody knows now. Back then, I was just this jazz prodigy people used to throw around um, that was visiting hip hop. I, I was a mm. guest in hip hop right. at that time. You know, and uh, you know it was Dwight Spitz. You know, my my my. my me getting with Doom and making that album that made everybody understand that I wasn't playing games, that I was I was legitimate. You know, I knew my I knew my breaks, you know, I, I chopped right. my drums. This this wasn't no sample pack business. Right. So when it when it came time, so Dwight with C B D with this new album, I'm in the same position. You know, I feel okay. like there's a lot of mm. these um there's a lot of these guys from the nineties um, who act like I wasn't in the source, who act like I didn't go to High Can I Be Down, who act like I wasn't at these conventions looking at them. Right. And, um, you know, and it was like back then, it's like anything that you was doing that was outside of Timberland Boots and and, and, <laughs> and camouflage was out of pocket. You know right. what I mean? Right. And um, I knew that's all those a lot of those guys had. And I knew they wouldn't be around for longer than two or three albums, you know? Mm. Um I'm serious. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm talking yeah. crazy, but it's the no, truth. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying anything nuts. If you look at if you look at that issue with the source, and you look at everybody that's in it, you mm-hmm. know, Big L, God bless the dead. You know, we we were signed. To, we were signed, We had the same A and R, but outside of him, nobody else that I see that was reviewed the same time. You know, is is making records right now. So, no, um, no. I, and I knew that back then. You yeah. know, I knew, I knew, I knew that I had to the musician the musicianship that was going to keep me around and keep it interesting for a while but um i was at least i hoped you know what i mean but i have to say that if it wasn't for for meeting the villain and him (laughs) getting me right um who knows i might have still been dancing around freestyle trying to figure out um what my role was going to be in this thing but man the foundation that that guy gave me just you know just a, a few short things man you 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 um you know the half the story about that guy hasn't even begun to be told. Most of that, mm-hmm. most information I'm, I'm out about him is not even accurate. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it's like his birthday every year. People talking about his birthday, and I just like to you know shout out to the, it's the wrong day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fully. But that's the way um, the villain wants it. 
right? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's just, it's like, I tell people a lot of times, like, until you get a Wikipedia page yourself, you don't really understand and can't see all the inaccuracies and all the other ones. Right. So that's kind of how it is with, with, with that and whatever. Okay, so you got the new record coming out, CBD. Great title, by the way. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. thank you. Well, <laughs> thank you. Um, and you, you mentioned that you know you're kind of taking the gloves off for this one. You're going all the way in. What can what can listeners expect from this record? Um, really, not much more than just just beats, rhymes, in my opinion. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, so for real, it's not even really <laughs> like a, it's a straight ahead. You know, it's as if Herbie Hancock just did a, a straight ahead bebop record, man. It's like not, okay. not nothing crazy. You know what I mean? That's why the cover of it. I'm sitting in a bunch of, I'm sitting in front of a bunch of records, and I'm holding my drum machine because okay. I just wanted people to understand that you know, that's what you're gonna this be hearing. It it's not be yeah, it's not gonna be the, a lot of instruments. And I'm not even sure if I played any instruments on this record. I think oh, it's really? just all okay. samples and yeah, it's just all samples and rhymes. Oh, you know is, what I mean? That is so good. sometimes. Well, it's just sometimes, like I said, these people will get it confused and think that, wow, you know, count base, yeah, 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 you know, but nah, man, you know, sometimes you have to just put it in their mouth and let them know that you're not playing games, man, and I'm serious, like, this time it was just one of those things where it was, I mean, that's that's the same thing I had on me when I did Dwight Spitz, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt like I made the first album, and I was really trying to make that album I mean, it wasn't intentional that I played instruments on it. You know, the guy who who who, who, was, who was producing for me at the time, uh, you know, was on strike or you know just you know just couldn't really make it. Right. And uh, so I, I had to I had to make that album like that because to save my record deal. You know. Oh wow. Okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't intentional to play instruments on my first album. Um, I, I, my whole demo tape was all samples and, and raps. That's how I got signed. So that the record company was looking at me like, what's this? Yeah. You know, yeah. but it was out of necessity that I had to make that album that way. You know, so then, you know, the second album, I, I was suicidal and I didn't, I thought that was going to be my last album. So I, I leaned out and did a lot of songwriting and tried to really just show all my chops uh, before, I, before I took my life, really, to be honest mm. with you. Whoa. Um, and I chose not to do so, you know, slapped myself around a little bit, got my mind together, uh, did a couple of 12 inches and, you know, was doing the show with Egon. And um, I still felt like these these people think I'm playing. You know, they think they, <laughs> they think this is some sort of a joke. So that's why I, I, I set out to do uh, White Spitz after I did a compilation with Mike, Mike Nardone mm-hmm. on his, uh, his thing. And um, after that, I said, I'm going to go ahead and do a whole album like this, you know, of just straight ahead, you know, just beats and rhymes. And, and uh, that's how Dwight Spitz came. But I, it, was, it was it was to show these guys that I wasn't playing games and that, you know, you're not just going to talk talk around me and talk over me like, mm. you know, I'm just some 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 dude that plays instruments. You know what I mean? You can get it on these samples, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's, that was the... That was the angst that I had, you know, yeah. and then, then, of course, Doom put the battery in my back and then yeah. um, I kept going from there. Yeah. Wow, so so that that kind of energy you're bringing it on CBD, when does it hit stores or is it out already? It's No, nah, it, it comes out Friday. Okay. Oh, the 13th. Yeah, it comes yeah. out this this Friday the 13th and uh oh, shit. you know so far it's been available for for pre-ad on spot on 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 Apple Music so I've been putting a single out every Friday for the last couple of weeks and okay. uh uh but yeah it's it's um 
it's a short project. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. My intentions with it was I want to make sure that it can be listened to realistically in one sitting. I'm not talking about that old that old half thing because I saw how people did the Irishman. <laughs> I'm Dave you know what I mean? didn't I finish it. I saw, the, I saw the Irishman in the theater, you wow. know. And then uh, um, I drove. I drove. I was on tour, and I, I went. I, I saw it before a concert, and I, I sat in there, and I, I saw the whole movie. Left. Then I went, and then after it came out like the following week, and I and I, and I watched it, and I started talking to people about it, and they, and and I guess they didn't get an opportunity to to find the theater, and people are telling me, nah, well, you know, such and such, and I had to do this, I had to do that. I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, man, Scorsese, you know what <laughs> right, I mean, and right. that kind of lineup, and you can't dedicate a little time, <laughs> right, right, so, treat you know, it like so a mini series when he right. expressly says he doesn't want you to. Oh. Well, and that's what I'm saying is like, so I knew my album wasn't going to be able to get listened to anymore. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I'm going to make a piece that somebody can digest in a commute yeah, and um, will be will want to listen to twice or three times. I'm not going to I'm not going to just make this thing, you know, 50, you know, 60 minutes just to make it 60 minutes. I'm right, going right. to make this thing 20 minutes. OK, but I'm going to make it a serious 20 minutes. You okay. know I mean? I'm going to try to make it as fierce as possible. No wasted time. I love how hungry you sound, and I cannot wait to listen to this record. I'm going like, to stay up till Friday midnight to listen to it now. Um, but I just we've talked so much about how like short albums are the wave now, but we've never actually had anyone explain why quite how mm. you just did. So I really appreciate that. And like, I, I, I have to admit, I'm part of the problem. I much prefer seven hot tracks to 19 tracks with filler, with skits, with, with other right. things these days. I'm just like, my brain is corroding because of the internet and I don't have time for anything supposedly. I agree. So, um, yeah, that's a really, really cool explanation. And yeah, I just cannot wait to hear this record. Yeah. Oh so. man. Well, thank you. I mean, I feel, I still feel just as, I mean, honestly, it feels like my first album. That's and cool. I know that sounds like hogwash and, and something just for an interview, man. But you can't a guy like me who's still here after 25 yeah. years like yeah. this. Yeah. Hell yeah. You, 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 you can't you can't continue to keep doing this without some kind of serious passion for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a narcissistic exercise. And, and, and <laughs> you got your boy. Nah, said, listen, when it's real, you're doing this with or without a contract. You yeah. know, yeah. And, and he and I had the same A&R for that album, too. You know what I mean? Wow. So here I am signed to Columbia with not with, with while Elmatic is coming out. Right. You know what I mean? Wow. Big L is next to me. You know right. what I mean? And I'm here. You know what I mean? With with this album, this this 20 year old playing all these instruments live. There's no Pro Tools. Wow. And right. um, here we are. With here we are. You know now. You know 25 years He's later. Ready. So I still, I man, I still got an axe to grind, Jack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is so I'm dope. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Yeah, you know we can I mean? hear I, it. I, Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, we do I a lot of do. interviews, and uh, very few of them are coming with this level of passion and commitment. Yeah, so man, I, I'm all about it. Man, it's not. This is not a play thing to me, man. Music has been my life. As long as I can remember, it has saved my life on numerous occasions, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it it is my my Zoloft. It is my it is everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And um, you know, without it, I'm absolutely nothing, man. There's no purpose for me on this earth without this music. So, um, you know, I, I and I knew this. You know, yeah. and I watched the other people around me who was able to do their networking thing. 
and um, you know, you put put their little things together to make sure that they they got prime spots. But man, I feel sorry for them this year because ain't no music conference, ain't no ain't no South by Southwest. <laughs> You know, so folk gonna have to actually get in the trenches and make some music this year. Oh, that's right. that's why I lick my chops and, and, and rub my hands together. Oh, you know? oh man. that's all I got. I'm gonna go run through a brick wall. Can you hold on for a second? Yeah, this wow, this is like the best coach speech I've ever heard. This is amazing. Well, we uh, wow. So Count Base D CBD uh, available Friday, March thirteenth. Uh, while you're mm-hmm. in quarantine, slap it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really, really appreciate you coming on the program, man. Thank you so much. Mm. Thank you all for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Peace, right. man. Thank peace, you. Be well. All right. Peace. Next up, we've got an interview with Plattern, DJ Plattern, and Edgewise. Um, they're a duo who just released their uh, debut EP. It's called Apatheater. All the music besides our theme song, Pyramid, by DJ Albert Jenkins, that you heard on the pod today are the backing tracks from the Apatheater EP produced by DJ Plattern. And at the very end of the episode, I'm going to play a full version of their song, Yada Yada, um, DJ Plattern and Edgewise are friends of ours, as you're going to hear. It's a pretty loose conversation. Um, DJ Plattern, longtime fixture in the Bay Area DJ scene, deep record collector. Um, just full disclosure, this project is out on the label that Dave works for, Needle to the Groove Records. Um, that's You guys probably recognize the term, Needle to the Groove. We record often in the record store. Um, that's one component of the empire. Um, we're at home now for obvious reasons, but you guys have probably heard us shout them out before. It's an important part of our friend group, and we're very proud to be affiliated with them. Um, so DJ Plattern did another great project on Needle to the Groove that's well worth checking out. It's called Breaking the Ice. It's a mix of all Icelandic music. Um, Luke, DJ Plattern, is a an Icelandic person and a... Um, just the story is amazing. Dave wrote the liner notes. It's some of his best work ever. There's still physical CDs available and it's on streaming services. Um, highly recommending you check that out. Edgewise is an MC from our hometown of San Jose who now resides in Oakland. And um, he's just a deep lyrical cat and someone we're um, proud to kind of ha- be able to put on. And um, the Needle to the Groove guys helped put this project together. And we hope you all check it out. I know there's a lot of uh, media content out there right now, but these guys just had their rollout just completely botched by the situation going on in the world. And um, while that seems like a small thing and it's affecting pretty much every artist in the world, um, we're just trying to do our part to spread the word about this great EP, Apatheater. Check it out, Bandcamp. Um, tomorrow, um, Friday, 
the 20th, Bandcamp is not taking their cut. They're, all the proceeds will be going directly to the artists and labels, so that's a great way to support. We'd love it if you'd click buy on that. And since this is evergreen content, of course, you can click it anytime. Um, but yeah, check out this interview. Um, we did it in my living room um, a couple, of, like last week. And again, it seemed like it took place in a different world. Um, I probably wouldn't have guests over right now, um, especially if I, you know, didn't really know where they had been and who they'd been in contact with. And it's weird to have to think of it like that. But um, the shit was beginning to hit the fan in terms of um, I think that that day they announced Tom Hanks had coronavirus and the NBA season was canceled and I was already freaking out. Um, but they were doing their record release show that night and they, they came by the crib and we recorded this interview. So check it out and please check out the Apotheater EP. Dad Bod Rap Pod. We are here on a gorgeous uh, Wednesday evening with DJ Plattern and MC Edgewise. Uh, we are here and we are very excited to talk about their new latest release off of Needle to the Groove Records, Apotheater EP. Gents, welcome. Thanks for having us. I'm going to let you speak first every time <laughs> a question gets directed at us. Oh, okay, okay. If, if that I'll works. Jump right I'm in. Gonna, I'm going to be the I'm definitely going to be the DJ behind the MC. All right, all right, all right. That's perfect. That's, That's perfect. Yeah. Well, you know, let's just start off real quick. Mm -hmm. Um the album's getting a lot of traction, um a lot of really good positive feedback. Um how how does that make you guys feel? Let's talk a little bit about that. Like um what are some of the stuff people have been saying and noticing and um you know, just your reaction to that? Uh, yeah, so uh, it being out, and I've had a listener of this podcast, uh, listeners of this podcast, let me go ahead and get all the jitters out real quick, <laughs> um, probably aren't too familiar with me, uh, but I've been releasing music to not too much like critical acclaim or let alone like listeners outside of my close like group of friends or other MCs in the smaller circuits mm -hmm. that I've like frequented. Um, are probably uh, too familiar with me. So this being released with Needle to the Groove Records has like afforded me kind of a platform where I'm actually getting it towards people that are like listening and hungry for music, that are hearing me with like fresh ears. And this is new to me to get this kind of like fresh feedback from like these kind of outlets. And to me, it's been overwhelmingly positive and kind of hits close enough to the, to the soft spots in my heart where I want them to kind of like, I don't necessarily only want to be likened to other backpack rappers, but it's pretty clear I grew up on backpack rap, mm -hmm. even with, my, like, that's my generation. Same. Yeah, so <laughs> so it's it's a nice comparison to have, and it's it's an accurate one, too, so I'm I'm, I'm really happy that they are being made, and, and two, that there's some, like, kind of, like, more, like, underneath the surface level compliments I'm getting, even in these short, like, blurbs, so I'm, I'm blown away by it, because... It's, it's been interesting to hear people say the word refreshing a lot. Like that's definitely been an ongoing kind of theme with some of the feedback that I've been getting personally. Um, and it's, it's, it's definitely not a backhanded compliment. It says a lot about what people are actually hearing mm -hmm. nowadays, but what that tells me 
more than anything is that people just like to hear good, straightforward hip hop shit, and they miss no that. Yeah, no frills. Like, no frills. look, dope beat, dope riff, dope MC, dope voice, just a dope package all together. Like that's a that's a thing that you just don't really find as much as you'd like to nowadays. Right. And that's what I'm getting. And it in and I'm not taking it <clears throat> excuse me, in any sort of way as like a oh, it's just, you know, it's so nice, you know, it's just so it's just so nice to the ears to finally hear some good rap again. You know, it's not like that. Like it really says a lot. Like cause cats are are not just saying that uh in in one breath and skipping everything else. Like they're saying that and they're like, yo, this kid is dope. Like where's he been at you know like wh- where's he been hiding kind of kind of you know feedback so so overall like that's i mean that's the vibe and 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 the reaction that i've been getting and it's it dude if it it's i'd li- i like i really enjoy knowing that uh i'm providing that kind of service and he's providing that kind of service and the two of us are providing that kind of service because that it's needed it's needed it really is needed so that's a very interesting way of putting that um i i guess let's go back a little bit and can you guys talk about how you met or if that story is not the most interesting one in the world like how you first worked together and when you thought like okay this is something oh yeah we'll keep it into that rule uh yeah i'm gonna go first here jump right in (laughs) uh well i've known of plattern before he knew me like um I knew you before you knew me. I knew your name. I see your name on stickers at Streetlights. I'd, s- I'd see his mixes in Streetlights. And I was a big, I spent all my money in high school on like CDs because mm-hmm. I missed the vinyl, the first vinyl thing. I wasn't, I didn't have tables. My cousin had tables, but I was buying a lot of CDs in high school. So I was Dope. part of that market, mm. which that, went up, that was a flash in the pan, right? Um, but I spent a lot of my money on that. So I see his name and um, I don't think it's a real whimsical tale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really Alan is kind of the liaison. Dude, that, right, that's the right. thing that was kind of interesting, man. Is it was is kind of a formal business kind yeah. of right, thing. Right, right, right. right. Well, just to just to um, sorry to cut you off. No, just sure. to uh, give everybody like a little bit of background. So, I mean, the uh, Platin presented the label with some of these beats. So we've had them. We, you know, we were ruminating on them for a minute. Yeah. And so once we finally heard Peter, it was like, dude, this is kind of perfect. And yeah. it, and and mm-hmm. to 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 Edgewise's point, I mean, it was sort of like a, an arranged thing. Yeah. But. Hey, I think the results speak for themselves. No, 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 so. absolutely. And it takes a, I mean, it takes a, uh, it takes a certain kind of ear to be able to put these things together. And, and again, it was, it was pretty formal. Like it was definitely a, hey, you need to hear this kid. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to be in the same place when I play you his music kind of thing. <laughs> like it right. was, it was very much like that. Like, like uh, in the vein of, of essentially I'm serious about putting the two of you together mm-hmm. to make something happen. Dope. And so let's really like, you know, let's, let's dig into this a little bit more. And mm-hmm. so I remember the first time I really actually listened to you was with, uh, I think we were doing a radio show over um, at Stanford and, and, uh, and, you know, Albert Jenkins <laughs> by his uh, PKA name. Shouts. Shouts. Um, yep. He, uh, he, you know, that's what he do. Like, he took me to the side. And he's like, you got to hear this kid. And this is who, who we're thinking of, you know, as far as this project goes. And, I mean, that was a little while ago. But, again, this is hip-hop. So, it just kind of works <laughs> organically. So Yeah. And uh, just to jump in, mm-hmm. like I said, like, I knew who this man was already. And uh, I'm like a, I was a scratch nerd growing up. Like, mm-hmm. turntablist. So, like, uh, you know, Oakland Faders to me was like. Yep. I mean, we, we had the faders in the bay. We had the pickles in the on the peninsula. We had the bangers in San Jose. So mm-hmm. like his name was pretty big. Uh, so when he's like, "Oh yeah, Platinum likes your shit," I was like, "Work? 
Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I was more of like a just shut up and just just be Dude, just it, be in the room and, you know, and to and let things envelop and not get in the way. Right. And and this is the thing. Like, and I I, I feel like I might have told you this maybe on a drunken stupor or something, mm-hmm. but. You know, it takes a lot for me to 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 really get hyped off a of vocalist, and right. I've been making beats since the '90s, and you know, I I haven't been a out there kind of producer where I'm like, yo, like you know, cop my shit or or blah blah blah. Like I'm in the you know, I'm not in the mix as far as DJ producer ca- right. cats go, but the main reason really is because I'm v- super super picky about who I fuck with as far as vocalist goes, mm-hmm. and this was, I mean, honestly, dude, like Edge was. And again, not to gas you up because you're cocky enough already. Dude, but like, but <laughs> not, dude, not like, cocky real enough. talk, man. I, I, you know, I, I heard your shit, and I was like, man, this kid really has something. And that was the other thing I was gonna say is that, is that uh, the stuff that I heard you on, mm-hmm. it was dope. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yeah, this guy needs his sound. Like he needs his appropriate sound bed to fit what it is that he's actually doing with the type of emceeing that you do, you know, the kind of pocket, the kind of, you know, the flow and the cadence and the, just the, the, you know, the warmth and the matching of, I think also another thing that we said was like, uh, like addition by subtraction a little Mm, bit, mm. like, like strip it down and then let, let, let the voice kind of come to the forefront a little bit, not to do the heavy lifting, but you guys afforded me that you're like, Hey, like we want you to have a platform where you can get your words across, right? Let it, you know, just let the, let the beats find the pocket. Or let the rhymes find the pocket in the beat and just kind of, <laughs> you know, not add too many spices to it. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. Right. I mean, that classic hip hop shit behind you, just flip some samples, make sure the melody's tight. And like you found it, dude. Like you found it with all of the, with all of the tracks, man, that you picked and ended up writing to, you, you found it. And it was, you know, I don't know, man. The end result, is, as far as I'm concerned, is... Is you know it's 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 classic dude like yeah, you know, yeah it's boom bap and bass yeah, licks yeah, man yeah Absolutely. yeah and then knowing that his, he has a deep deep catalog to draw from I'm right, like cool right. let's let's see what he's cooking mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I because I, I know it was gonna be even if it's not immediately appealing to me like that's not like my wheelhouse I was trying to get into like I knew that the variety was gonna right. be so vast I'm like oh I'm gonna find something mm-hmm. and even if it wasn't something that I immediately gravitated towards. I'm like, this is going to be good to keep in my back pocket so that like when I, when I'm done writing the songs that are obvious to me to write, I'm like, go back to this beat and be like, okay, come up with something, come up Mm -hmm. with something to match what he's doing. And then also surprise myself because the only, the only way it's engaging for me is to, to like write something that challenges me to feel like this is something like it's a worthy contribution. Cause you know, like why make something that you heard or it sounds sounds cliche or it sounds just hella tired or you know like it's got it has to do something that it just it's got to feel a little challenging there's got to be a little like bloodletting you know especially now dude it's like look if you're not if you're not putting something interesting towards rap music nowadays dude it's just like come on man like why like i have this debate in my head and yes this is definitely a a dad bod kind of (laughs) attitude for sure but it's like dude what's What's really, really the point at the end of, of whatever it is that you contribute to music, you know, at the end of your life, what's really the point of having forgettable music, like right. literally something nobody is going to reference to, mm-hmm. you know, later in their life or whatever. Or, yeah. So just, you know, just make quality, just, you know, concentrate on quality. So anyway. And uh, it is a relatively. (laughs) 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 Did you get too much? I'll get off the soapbox. It it is a relatively tight EP, kind of a shorter running time, no frills. And so I feel like the the addition by subtraction theme really carries through in the final product. Um, 
Plattern, why don't you walk us through a little bit of like how you approached this um, from a musical sensibility, a kind of a crate digging standpoint and where where you like kind of drew from to help us get to this tight EP? Um, Okay, so there's definitely there's a handful of factors I don't want to get too nerdy about it because it's just, I don't know. It's That's what we're here for, dog. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah but it, it gets <laughs> long, dude. Like, I, I hear you. I hear you. So I, I've gone through phases, man, production-wise, a lot throughout the years that I've been and making beats. Um, one of the big things that I have – so I actually – I've lived and I repped Oakland for about 20 years. I've lived uh, outside of Oakland now for close to a decade. I've lived in the Bay you know, almost my whole life. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting that you come across when you live more on the outskirts of the Bay is that the music that you get exposed to is a tad bit more different than the immediate Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And so where I've lived, um, which was more up to 80, and I live in Vallejo now, um, is that you come across, because I dig all the time. I dig probably almost every other day because I'm out and about doing stuff constantly, and there's a lot of secondhand stores and Goodwills up, up in my area. And, and so... Um, a handful of the beats, uh, actually probably all but one, I think, were made within the last three years. He heard them within the, you know, probably within the first year that they were made. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the rest is history. But anyway, my point is, is that um, a lot of the sounds, a lot of the samples that I actually picked out to make these beats were from Spanish records that are primarily, um, you know, U.S. pressings, but a little bit of Mexico. But... Um, but it's it's mostly Spanish music with some funk to it and some groove Sick. to it. So, and you know, if you heard the samples, I, you know, not to go too much, but you know, they are flipped. Like these aren't just straight up loops. There's really only one sample which is actually bar for bar, which is a, you know, the only really truly noticeable sample mm-hmm. for for uh, for just beat heads and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not afraid to say it. I'm pretty sure anybody would recognize that it's the Slaughter theme from the JBs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it's, you know, it's taken and, you know, flipped in its context to, to make mm-hmm. it a, you know, something to rhyme to and whatnot. But for this particular project, I guess that's, that's what I'm, you know, kind of uh, trying to come around to, to answer your question here is that that was really the idea is to... I I like the idea of taking it back to um, a little bit of a simpler approach, um, but really trying to dig as hard as you possibly can for newer source material um, to just, you know, embrace the fact that you could still just do some head nodding shit, but there's so much fucking music out there, dude. Like, it's absolutely immense, you know? It really is, and it's not just... It's not just the music that we find here in our own, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've, tra- I've traveled enough, a bunch of DJs all over the world that still collect records, you know, that we travel all the time and you're constantly finding stuff and it's not necessarily being used, you right, know? Right, And so that was really what it came down to is I have been finding a lot of really, really fantastic material more on the outskirts of the Bay Area and that was probably, you know, 80% of the sound bed of, okay. of what you hear, you know? Okay. Minus like some little drum tracks here and there, but like the melodies and all of that, all of those tracks, that's just like, that's just ill Spanish music. Okay. Okay. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, uh, one of the tracks we're going to play later is uh, yada yada, which is, uh, you know, one of the heavy hit, heavy hitting ones. Um, Pete, can you talk a little bit about sort of your reaction when you first heard that song? And then both you guys maybe just chime in on the making of that. Cause um, that's certainly a standout personally. 
Oh, yeah, I remember very clearly the first time I heard that beat, my head was hella snapping, right? <laughs> and then I was like, yo, that's OC's Time Up sample. He's like, no, it's not. I'm like, it is. <laughs> He's like, no, it's not. I'm like, it is. And I'm like arguing with this dude. He's the one that flipped the fight. He flipped the sample. I'm over here like, no, I think I was even arguing with Alan about like, yo. But then, okay, And yeah. I was like, who the fuck is this kid, man? <laughs> and then, and then, no, then, no vitamins or niacins. And then I was like, okay, I'm wrong. But guess what? I'm going I'm to go into my OC bag, though. Like, right, I'm right. still going to do that. That's why I kind of felt like just just I, I wanted to speak with my chest on that one. Right. And in the whole time I was writing it, I imagined just like a black white vignette kind of like just singular Sick. light source, like crowd around me vibe, like head bobbing vibe as far as delivery went. Right. Um, so that, I guess that was a question. I think I answered it. No, yeah, I, I was, was going to go into my it. writing. But. <laughs> Dude, sometimes the inspiration is hella straightforward like that. Though, yeah. You know yeah. What I mean, the context obviously diverged a, a whole lot. But uh, the, the 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 initial energy and what I wanted to do with, because I mean your body starts going a certain way, your mouth and your your like your words are gonna follow, you know. So I mean the premise of that song, dude. The name of the track is actually called Yada Yada, right? right. And so you know, if you listen to the song and then you just think about the song title, it's basically like dude talking loud, saying nothing, right? That's a lot of like you know that's the premise of it, and on some real you know, MC bullshit, you know, you like. <laughs> You know, I mean, that's what I took from it initially anyway, dude, was like, look, let me call out people that fucking yap and aren't really truly saying anything, you know, at the does it go deeper than that? You want to tell me? I mean, like, it, it does. Of but course I mean, it goes that's, deeper. That's, like, that's, yeah. that's the larger kind yeah, of like larger, symbolic, exactly. metaphorical yeah. frame reference yeah. of it. But yada, yada, yeah. yada, what you getting at? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes, it's like plays a hand with like the money talks theme. And then exactly. there's like a lot of affluence, but there's this big wealth gap, too. But. Just playing on like the more familiar metaphors and then trying to just go in detail about the shit we have to live through, the yeah. shit we see, you know, and I I mean, it could be a tired subject. I mean, everyone kind of living in the Bay. It's kind of not I'm tired a tired of, subject if you're living in the Bay, dude, because you got to get up every day and make <laughs> every those day fucking, life, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, pay those bills, dude. So. So, I mean, that it, it, it just kind of just went uh, this, uh, hmm, I'm slow down. Let the words come out. Uh, like a lot of my writing process does kind of start with just seeing where the pen will go. And uh, the, it did initially did start like that. That's mm. exactly how I felt like yada, yeah. yada, yada. Like, what are you getting at? Yeah. What like you the at? talk is cheap. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like I, it's a lot of hot air. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, I just kind of went deeper into it and then found that this is kind of naturally what I wanted to express afterwards, but it all kind of kept that same bravado because of the initial inspiration of when I heard the beat and, it me immediately made me go like, shut, shut, shut your trap. Like, yeah. shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, what are you yeah, talking yeah. about? Like, I don't want to, you know, like, yeah. save it. That's um, dope. Um, so when I initially heard the rough sketches of this project, the word that came to mind, especially in terms of your work on it, edgewise, is a torrent of rhymes. It's that's like, you. That's your words. Yes. Okay. That's like. That was stuck with me, actually, reading that like, back. <laughs> but, okay. Dave and I often think the same things. Okay. So oh, we, so, oh, I might wait, have sorry. gotten it from him. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. It's okay, just so. like it's like the faucet gets turned on when the beat starts, and there's like it's like you kind of need to keep up with it and sort it as a listener. Um, there's a lot going on. Like um, I like, try not to sound stream of consciousness. Like that, I, I, I didn't I try say not that. to. Yeah. I, I didn't say in. that. I think it, 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 no, no, no worries. It's I'm, just um, it's a lot. But in a good way. Like, mm -hmm. I love a lyrical MC. Like, my whole, like, life is kind of there's not that, There's not that many left, dude. There's really not. Totally. So, yeah. On, sorry, no, sorry. no, 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 no worries, buffaloes. man. Um, I guess what I wanted to ask you is, like, are you notes app guy, notebook 
pen guy, mm. Jay Z style, don't write it down anymore guy. Like, oh, where okay. where do you saying. store all of this information, and how are you piecing it together, kind of physically, but also mentally? Yeah, it's it's kind of been a trial by error um, assemblage of note keeping, and uh, I used to, I started by uh, I started by like just writing in black books because. I was trying to get my pen game up, like literally like my hand styles. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought that the doper I wrote it, the doper I would say it. <laughs> but then you lose a notebook full of raps and it's crushing. Right. You know? So then it's like, oh, I'm going to do a phone thing. And then you don't know how to fucking save it to your cloud and it's crushing. <laughs> so both ways have their, you know, their major cons. But as it I'm stands. I'm going to buy you a scanner. As it stands, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a phone guy just because I'm a. I'm a black mirror, like in the making kind of dude where I'm just, I can't get away from my phone. Right. And I know how to switch the app so fast. Like I can do quick Google reference checks. I can do quick like right. fact checking. So it's like, if I'm writing, I'm going to do a quick thing. Or if like, I know something's on the tip of my tongue. It's like, I know something rhymes with this. If I can, if I can pull that reference out of my ass, like mm -hmm. I, ju I just know how to like go between windows so easily on my phone that it's just, it, it, it it's the fastest way for me to get do it out. You think that makes you a, Dude, I just had a. I used to do books. I used to like before right. smartphones were the smartphones as they are now. Right. I had a lot of like just literary like reference books. Right. Like like before I really knew what words meant, I pulled like philosophers' dictionaries out, dude, just yeah, so I could find rhyming yeah. words, you know. And yeah. then right. like and then like hopefully this makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is yeah. cat, like MCs used to literally read the dictionary. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. Totally. And so so I was just curious. I had a lot of reference books. Yeah. I yeah. was curious if you think that. I don't know. That'd be a kind of an interesting thing to, to dig into is if that actually makes you a, a better MC or if it detracts or whatever, you right, know what I mean? To right. have like, cause we just walk around with this unlimited information in our pockets. Right. So I think, it, I, well, there's that like option paralysis thing too, mm -hmm. which exactly. sometimes I don't know what that, that's right. like, that's right. the whole thing. I was yeah, going to say exactly. that. Absolutely. Exactly. But it's the same thing with making music, dude. Option paralysis. Yeah. Is real dude. I like, mean, there's just nothing like if, if I can think of something to start a verse. Cool. Right. Then I have a, then I have a song. But the thing is, how do you start a verse? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know. So mm -hmm. if I can start the verse, that's a song. But that's those kind of come few and far in between. You, you yeah. do speak from experience, and you do speak from your mind, and you do speak from your heart. And like I think, you know, despite whatever phases we go through as a society, oh, it's corny. Access. If you heard my shit like back then, like <laughs> my community college days, yeah. it was. Oof, yeah, trying all, hard. All about growth. Trying very hard. <laughs> <laughs> it rhymed though. Shit rhymed. <laughs> Well, you know, this I do want to hear. <laughs> well, you know, let, let's let's sort of flip the script a little bit, Pete. Um, talk a little bit about some of um, Platter's beats and how they hit you. You yeah. know how they struck you and Plat. Um, uh, we'll flip that and and kind of just let people know um, some of uh, Pete's writing. Mm -hmm. You know that 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 struck you when you guys recorded. Yeah, um, like uh, I appreciate content. I appreciate media. Like I appreciate the creator, and um, I can't. I'm one of those people that can't separate the art from the creator. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there's some artists I can't really fuck with because they've done yeah. some things in their life, but there's some art that has greater value to me because of the man who made it or the woman who made it. Sure. And specifically speaking of this project, Platter and having that history and me knowing his, his status, 
like in the Bay and his affiliations and the things he started and has continued to thrive. Like I can't, me, I can't separate that from the product. I'm blushing right now. No, that's just, how, that's just, that's just, that's just how I'm hardwired, you know? So like every time I was shown things and like, I, I kind of hinted at that before, like not everything immediately was like, Oh, this is something in my wheelhouse. This is something like in my Q zone or what have you. But everything that I heard, it challenged me to go like, why did he pick this? Mm-hmm. Why did this stick out to him? Like I said, I remember the first time I went to his house, I said something dumb like, man, you're hella tall. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I saw him in person. It's undeniable. I by know. the way, podcasts like, are an audio format. <laughs> he's extremely tall, everyone. Yo, like, he's like, oh, Alan's telling him, oh, edgewise, man, he's mad verbose and all this shit. I get to his house, I'm like, yo, you're hella tall, bro. Like... <laughs> But and you go into his. I never get tired of tall <laughs> jokes. It's my favorite shit ever. But you go into his house. The first thing you see is like his his curated library right mm-hmm. there, and and the way he's set up the room to sit down and enjoy the fruits of his labor. You mm-hmm. know. More importantly, for me at this stage, because I'm so many years into the into what it is that I've been doing, is mm-hmm. uh, my whole thing at this stage is. And I don't like. Shall we transition? To I think it's good. That was, it? that was yeah. natural. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so this actually makes perfect sense yeah. because where I'm at right now, as far as making music and what it is that I choose to put out publicly in terms of what I put my stamp on and vouch for, is uh, I'm really, really adamant about. Oh, man, I always reference this. It's kind of I don't know. It's a little corny. Um, Primo has this tattoo on his arm that says uh, uh, um, reputation is the cornerstone of the industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've always just kind of lived by that ethos that if you want to stick around, if you want to actually mean something in the long run, if you and ultimately it really actually will pay off, um, is if you stick to a certain kind of mantra mm. and a certain kind of quality and ethos in terms of what it is that you choose to put out into the world. And so I just don't fuck around anymore. Yeah. Like everything right. that I put my stamp on and choose to actually involve myself in is going to be of the quality that I approve of. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, as far as going back to, to what it is that attracted me about Edge and getting down with him, because like I said earlier, um, I'm pretty fucking picky about the people that I choose. To, and right. it's not like my shit is so hot that I'm like have a bunch of MCs <laughs> knocking on my door kind of thing. But I have kept a lot of things kind of in the background on the burner, so to speak, that I just am not always just ready to share with anyone and everyone. Mm, you mm. know, I'm going to be a little bit more picky about the process. Mm. And so what happened was when I heard... Uh, Edge at first when when Mr. Jenkins actually played me uh, some of his earlier stuff at first is I heard something that I I I think the best way to probably explain it is I'm I'm really attracted to melody mm. and and you know melody generally people associate melody with just like a riff that sticks in your head and that's very obviously true that's the most obvious. Uh, uh, translation of of the word but there's a lot to be said as far as MCs go Um, and again this is going to sound extra fucking nerdy (laughs) Um, hey go on though no but the the (laughs) thing about it the thing about MCs dude is when they're a complete package when they have when they have the voice when they have the pocket when they have the cadence when they have the flow when they have all of those things together it creates a certain kind of melody right right and so what what I and those are, I mean that's the kind of shit that really 
in my opinion, is really going to stay, you know, over all of these years. You know, the, 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 the stuff that sticks, the stuff that, you know, me being a DJ also, like a lot of music, obviously, you, you notice what, what is, is fortunate enough to stand the test of time that doesn't get forgotten. Um, even if it's not being played in the clubs, um, it's still being recognized in one way or another, either with a reissue or, you know, somehow reappears on a TV show or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that kind of hip hop generally is focused on something that is really kind of melodically relevant and, and sticks. Okay. And so I just heard that in his voice, man. I heard it. I was like, yo, this kid has a voice and a delivery that can stand the test of time. And I'm a big proponent of that shit, man. Just yeah. maybe it's cause I'm old. Maybe I'm just <laughs> like, I've been, I've been around so far. I've seen so many or so long. I've just seen so many people come and go and right. I just hear longevity and, and what it is that you do. Like I hear longevity in your voice and I hear longevity in your message, man. And so I don't know, you know, that's, that was, that was probably the main thing that attracted me to, to when I f really first started truly listening to, yeah. to, to what it is that you do as an MC. So Work. that's dope. Respect. Um, we're kind of reaching no, the end ish, but, uh, I have one jokey question for you guys. I came up with the best possible name for your group, pledge-wise. Pledge you, uh, you rejected it. I'm hurt, but it's all good. I understand marketing. We have some terrible <laughs> names. <though. We> uh, <laughs> but maybe for the you know when we need to raise money for the next you know. <laughs> oh. yeah. Once yeah. again, we are now that's asking a good one. for that's your, a good yeah. one. Um, for the GoFundMe campaign for the vinyl. That's let's talk doing. about Apathetheater. Okay. Like what? Why Apathetheater? Where'd that come from? You like, chose the name. So okay, you cool. So that one was just, I don't know, like, in in a way, I, I'm just a fan of, like, I, I love music, and I've heard, you might have heard something along the lines of there's just, like, you know, three notes makes a chord, you know, mm -hmm. like, a, a melody is, like, at least, like, three notes as well. There's just something about, not the three is not that tightly wound into apathetheater, but, like, a certain things just have a combination, and you can stumble upon things, mm -hmm. and it's novel enough for you to remember it, or maybe it's, like, immediately appealing enough for it to apply to something. Apathetheater just came up in my head. Like, mm -hmm. it just, you just, people do that shit all the time. Mm -hmm. They just mishmash words, you mm -hmm. know? And apathetheater is just one of those that I just had stored away for a minute. Okay. And, uh, we, <laughs> Pledge Wise was one of many, 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 many <laughs> names. Yeah, thrown we into went a through hat. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah the I, hat was full of names. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, we, yeah, aside from just the group names, but also coming up with the, a name to encapsulate yeah, what yeah. the project was. I think Pulp Diction was one. Pulp Diction right? was, yeah, I was, I, I was, I was a fan of that one. That. I was down I kept with that going one for Daryl and Joe. Did you, did, like, did I ever explain <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I th we talked about it. I think. Yeah, Daryl and Joe was uh, was a B side to a Run DMC single, right. and it was basically Daryl. Uh, yeah, they were just referencing their own names and whatnot. But for some reason, I thought that was extra fucking nerdy. But whatever. <laughs> anyway, go on, go on. But yeah, I I just thought it was something that felt uh, contemporary. I mean, like uh, just some a, a la like reality TV, like the media consumption on like social media. Mm -hmm. Like it's yeah. a theater. Mm -hmm. It's a theater. We have theaters in our hands all the time, uh -huh. and then. You know, like, but largely we're apathetic or we don't have like yep. real visceral responses to right. the things that we see. Right, right. So 
I, I, it was almost kind of like a tongue-in-cheek, like, well, here's something that you won't give a fuck about. Here's right, something to watch right, right. that you won't give a fuck about. And, you know? and, dude, it's important to note that when you really, really actually dive into the lyrical content of what it is that you're talking about it's, it's on a, a bunch of the tracks. It's a man at his wit's end. Dude, it, it, right, it's, right, it's yeah. very, right. very appropriate to what it is that you're, you know, the messaging that you're putting out. Man. It's, it's right. the lyrics, like, so. there's, there's like a, there's a bravado to, like, stand up for what you believe in, but there's also, like, face with, like, Oh, this is going to be met with lukewarm response, right? Right. At best, right, right, or right. at worst, just complete like uh, indifference. Yeah, you know? yeah, just tepidness. For yeah, sure. and but it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not creatively prohibitive. Right. It's just kind of like a, a natural reflective state that I can't help but find myself in. But it doesn't stop me from wanting to make shit. Like that's not. It's the validation isn't always why you make it. Right. But you can't. Elim- you can't just. You can't subtract you can't dis- that. Yeah. You can't yeah. disassociate the two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for okay. Sure. Okay. So well, it's just a theme that I know I struggle with. I don't like. I don't want that to be, you know, like a the cornerstone of like right. my whole like career. But you know, it's something that it's just, dude. I've been rapping since. I've been doing shows since I was seventeen. Right, you know, right. 30, oh. 40, 40, 40. <laughs> <laughs> it's very rapidic. But, but I never wanted it. You know, like it, it never, it never slowed the drive down. It's like clearly, like I've been interested in doing it for my own reasons and interested in challenging myself and getting better, mm-hmm. or in you know, in my opinion, sharpening the, the the you know, sharpening the blades. Right. Like steel sharpened steel. Like still trying to associate with people that, in my eyes, are competitive. Mm-hmm. Competitive rappers, you know, like. I, I mean, you Eminem come from the battles. <laughs> yeah, and I still fuck with Eminem. Wait, wait. You know? Ooh, I mean? no, and But the, the thing is, like, I really fuck with Eminem's, like, his own, like, uh, his own, the way that his self-conscious, uh, what the fuck am I trying to say here? Mm. The way he can talk about his own rapping trajectory mm-hmm. and why he raps, right. I'm super sympathetic with. He's like, I'm rapping for the other rappers that care about right. like these hidden illusions, you know, mm-hmm. like the, these mm-hmm. sort of like literary devices that we could pull off totally. all while maintaining breath uh, with f- squeezing syllables in, but like having them have this symmetric kind of like just placement. Like he's doing that for people that can pick up on it. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that picks up on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't care for it because going back to melody you know like he doesn't always he doesn't always meet a m- like a, a melody i'm just making a word now He's not, <laughs> he doesn't always sound really like his melody isn't always i'm not too keen on all the right. time yeah. but why he does it and why i know he does it mm-hmm. i'm super keen on he's he's very very adamant about still proving himself to this day yeah. even with his millions and break breaking records and the whole nine dude like it's you know yeah, you can like tell. he's one of the most reputable dudes ever but he's still so thirsty about the art of emceeing right that, yeah. you know and he knows there's MCs that care about it and that's that's the school of thought i came up in like okay. i'm like trying to shit on somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. like i always approach the mic and i'm trying to shit on the next man like if you're gonna step on a stage with me it's kind of my obligation to shit on right, you. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? Like, I can't leave with my pride and dignity See, and my that's balls intact. boy shit. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. You know, like, and then, but then I, as much as I can, like, I don't, I don't just try to come off with, like, the easy ones. Like, yo, I'm the shit. It's like, wow, that's the most uncreative, unofficial totally. shit I've ever heard. Totally. Like, if you can't just insinuate you're the shit while also, like, maintaining all these syllables and right. crazy schemes, then it's like, that's lost on me. Right, right, right. So. Yeah, N- Nate and I have, have had this discussion before. It's like, quit, quit. Quit using the word philosophy. Just be philosophical. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? yeah, that's right. So you know, as so as we're winding uh, winding this down here, um, just uh, just you know, one more time, sort of let people know what you want the listeners to get from this, because obviously, I mean, this is on like some traditional boom bap shit, but it's it's fresh as well, and there and there's a driving energy to it, and um, yeah, just uh, let let the people know kind of your final thoughts. You want me to set this one? 
Let me go first. I feel like you can do have it. a better yeah, thing I to end on. I'd rather, I'd rather <laughs> end on him. Producer. I'd rather end on, do on, do on do him. Do 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 do. Uh, beats and rhymes, still make it. You know? Yep. We're still doing it like that. Yeah. So if you like this, this is a taste. We could... We, this we, we didn't really have to pull this out of our ass. Like we this can this is this is something that is just kind of like natural yeah, to both of us. Exactly. Dope, dope. So this well, can it be, comes off like that, man. You know, like this yep. can be re, this can be reproduced. This can be this can be the bloodstream to like something for like years to come. You know, like dope. this is just what we're doing. Beats and rhymes, bong. Boom. Yeah, yeah. And if anything, man, maybe you know, I don't know. I just want to hear dope shit again, dude. Like <laughs> I really, at the end of the day, man, that's just where my head is at. I still get inspired and I'm one of those fucking terrible old nerds that's just like Kendrick is, you know, he's at least carrying the torch and, you know, there's somebody out there and but there's plenty of other cats. But the fact of the matter is, is that, look, the the most basic premise of hip hop is a dope beat and a dope MC. Yep, right. Yep. As far or rap music, I should say, not hip hop, but um, another <laughs> elitist breakdown reference right there i love it i love it when cats do that kind of shit it's not hip-hop it's it's not rap it's hip-hop it's not hip-hop it's rap um but uh but really more than anything um what i really really enjoyed about actually putting this out this is i've done a lot of production over the years is the first actual project where i produced from beginning to end where it's just original beats um, versus anything kind of more DJ oriented or whatnot. And, uh, and this cat could not have been a better fit for trying to put, you know, and I mean, again, like we honestly, we could like, you know how to do like, you could rhyme your ass off. We like really we, do this. Yeah. We mm-hmm. really like, we could really, you know, we could keep this moving, but more than anything, um, I, I want people to feel like this kind of formula is still important necessary and uh and just good for the 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 culture you know like it's it's important refreshing yeah refreshing <laughs> well there it is, is there like a can i could pop open right <laughs> now for sound effect wise? um well, no it's it's real talk dude like just you know just let's like let's take it back to some some shit you know that's and perfect. and i appreciate the fact that you said that there is a little bit of a modern to us because there is right it's right. not like it's just like straight yeah, up 90s it's kind not of shit. throwback nostalgic shit. yeah no 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 there is a little you know there's some interesting aspects to it and if you listen to it and if you nerd out on rap music like you'll you'll hear what you know the the kind of more current style and energy that there is to the actual project but but overall, man, just bring it back to that shit, you know? Beats Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Beats Perfect. There it is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again. And um, Dad Bod Rap Pod, the Apid Theater EP, out now. Thank you for having us. Thank you, thank you. Peace. Cunt, brother. You lie. Yada, 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 what you getting at? All I hear is blasy, blasy, blah, blah. No gift to gap. Better luck, manana, made a better man's pen and pen. Get Ali Bobbin, profit margins, or whatever, man. Jogging old age on the page, it's carbon dated, demotivated. Knowing your place, replace education. Cause and effect to get complicated. Trying to follow the extent of the constant chaos. They thought that they about that tie dye convo. Homies, hippies, and nimbies in high rise condos. Home of the iPad and a Wi Fi combo. No native can for the pad in the land they die for and ride for when polize or an eyesore that's how you know when the chrome and the knife for a can't eat a hyenas from a lines for treated like bottom feeders reading the design wrong now what could be the reason that i ride for wouldn't be i shouldn't beat the eyes for the job i applied for i've been on my grind since you guys been on grind call solo dolo that low life high horse 
get money, spend money, not your rent money, invest money, no money like that tech money, should have got that scam money, could have been a doctor, would have been a lawyer, but these people don't talk to Paralegals with paranoia or the madness Told into that green glow up Aurora Borealis Billionaires racing space while they roll the cameras To return composites of the earth and debate the flatness Coaching notes to the players I've been polyamorous But still open doors, boys, better mind your manners I've been a total force if I told the planet Love will be the guiding force till we all enamored Player, player, by the player to divide the sand up. The rain of mayor, I admire why they grandstand it. Gun for high, trauma, fire, semi-automatic. Trigger decadence, the rhetoric act. It's all bigger than the presidents that don't represent me. Be it dead or alive, let the evidence speak. You see, it's on its own ride if it don't benefit we. I keep a healthy distrust for the wealthy elite. It's like, get money, spend money, not your rent money. Invest money, no money like that sex money. Get money, spend money, not your rent money. Could have been a doctor. 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 Doctor.